Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Hello, everyone. I wanted to give an exciting announcement if you haven't heard the news already before we jump into this week's episode. I am excited to say that the entire cast of Dungeon Drunks is going to be live at the D&D live event, The Descent. It's happening May 17th through 19th in Los Angeles, California. It's this big streaming event that Wizards of the Coast has put on a couple years in a row now that includes all kinds of streaming groups, podcasts, cosplayers, a big live Adventures League epic, and the announcement of the next adventure being released for Dungeons & Dragons. We are always really happy when we get a chance to play in person together and we are extra super honored to be able to join some amazing groups and all kinds of other wonderful people at this live event we are going to actually be streaming an episode of our show live during the event We'll have more details as we can announce them, but definitely pay attention to our social media as we let everybody know when and where you can watch us play D&D live without having to come to an event. We'll be streaming on the actual D&D Twitch stream. We will be recording the episode to release later as a podcast. And more importantly, we're going to be having fun together as a group. So definitely mark your calendars, May 17th through 19th. At some point during that weekend, we're going to be live on Twitch, playing D&D for your enjoyment. So thank you everyone for supporting us. This is so exciting and awesome. I can't wait to see everybody, to see all of my friends that I've been playing with for forever at this event and to and to be able to hang out with all these other amazing D&D players and fans. And it's just going to be so much fun. And now with that announcement out of the way, let's dive right into a recap of last week's episode and enjoy what this week has in store. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. After waking up, leveling up, and making some plans, the Heralds of Greenest chat with some of the guards who are stationed outside of the tunnels that lead deeper into the Underdark. This tunnel is the route the Smelly Tent tribe would like to take next, but it is currently blocked by Mind Flayers, and our heroes are determined to destroy the Brain Suckers to help their new goblin friends. The guards give the general layout of the caves up ahead and warn that any scouts that have been sent into the tunnels since the Mind Flayers arrived never return. After casting some preparatory spells and getting a quick hug from Carlton, the group heads down into the darkness. And now we pick up on that adventure already in progress. All right. I would love a marching order and stealth checks from everybody, including the pass without trace. So as you make those rolls. Remember your plus 10 bonus. Amen. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Remember your plus. No, that's a different game. All right. uh, Carlton is uh, taking his place at the front as he usually does. Okay. Because that is always a good spot to be dominated <laughs> sure i guess it's it actually is pretty good if you think about it because it means he's not gonna attack us from behind all of a sudden i think <laughs> travancore and shadow are gonna lock lockstep with each other right behind carlton okay stealth is your dex right 
Yes. Okay. But no, I was actually asking for my dog, so I knew how to roll correctly. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's his dex bonus, and I don't believe he's proficient in stealth. Okay, so we got a Carl. I'll get the numbers in a second. We got Carlton leading the way. We got a Travancore and Shadow right behind them. This is a wide enough cavern, obviously, once again, large enough for an ancient, ancient white dragon. So you can be as far across as you'd like. How about the rest of you? Where would you like to be in this marching order? Uh, I'm going to stagger. I'm going to kind of be in between the group, sort of in the middle of the group. Or I don't know, unless you, Bernie, you want to be in the middle of the group. Bernie's usually in the middle. I feel like we could put the bear behind, maybe. I was going to have Bucks coming. trail. Oh, yeah. Bucks, too. Bucks is good at spotting things coming from behind. Oh, Jonathan, let's retcon something real quick, because I have a feeling I know what, I'm, what the answer to this is going to be. Is Bucks still a seagull? <sighs> um, I, will... I have had time to turn him back, because there's no reason for him to be a seagull anymore. I would say if you wanted to retcon that during the long rest at some point, that before or after the long rest, like this morning yeah. when you were chatting, because it takes, what, 10 minutes and you've got the stuff. So I've got the stuff. Yeah, I just would have needed time to do the ritual. So, yeah, I will okay. turn Bucks back into his normal owl form. Okay. Damn it. I didn't ask at the time, but I wasn't going to be nitpick about it. So he is an owl. So with that formation in mind, uh, Carlton, what'd you get your, your stealth? Uh, so with the past without trace, that's going to come in at a 23. And Travancore and Shadow? 30 for Travancore, 18 for Shadow. <laughs> and Bernie and Coco Snoot? Despite Coco Snoot's bonuses, Bernie and Coco Snoot got the same thing. Thank God for past without a trace, because it's an 18 for both of them. All right, and Jonathan and Bucks? Uh, Bucks gets a 21, and Jonathan the Magimuscular gets a 26. All right. And I'm assuming all of you are either using dark vision or uh, various and sundry magical devices in order to be able to see because there is zero light. I Correct. I got good eyeballs. Did you just say I? I'm, he did. I've been slowly transitioning away from English in favor of Scots, which is mutually intelligible with English, but better for a lot of reasons I can go into later. Better for puns, apparently. Hmm. All right. You head down this tunnel it is a still a rough hewn tunnel obviously still carved out by ancient dragon claws and then also the the continuing feat of many many beings over the years it is unremarkable but massive and for the next 15 or so minutes you creep down until the tunnel itself starts to widen and you can see that it, it branches off into a left and a right passage and you can actually now see amongst the rough rock there are stairs rough stairs carved into the floor at certain intervals where it would it would be a, a pretty steep grade to continue on down and you can even notice patchwork mortared walls as though the cavern itself either was originally or butts up against actual structures of some sort and uh you stand before the part in the cavern there's a left and a right passage to take both seem equally dark all right left is best left base yep, left. says everything we own is in a box there uh left is best one moment as jonathan the magic muscular says on the call and then he kicks off for the first time a sixth level spell true scene Ooh. All right, since this is the first time we're doing this, give me a true scene. All right, so 
casting time one action, I touch a willing creature, and uh, I manage to grab some of the uh, components as on our way out. Mushroom powder and fat, and uh, kind of squish it all together as it disappears from my hands. This spell gives the willing creature you touch the ability to see things as they actually are. For the duration, which is an hour, uh, no concentration, the creature has true sight. Notices secret doors hidden by magic and can see into the ethereal plane out to a range of 120 feet. Holy shit. And true sight is the thing that lets you see illusions and something else. Yeah, it's true sight. You can basically see everything. You, you know when, when shit's not real, yo. Well, shit okay. is defo not real, yo. But we have handy dandy D&D Deont to, for all to of our listeners out there. Yeah. We will, I know, right? Let's, uh... While you're looking that up, and you who'd you cast that on? Me. Okay. You squished some fat right into your face. <laughs> yep. And then, well, then it vanishes. <laughs> and then it vanishes. And my eyes are, like, softly glowing now. Uh, a monster with true sight can see out to a specific range, in this case 120 feet, see in normal and magical darkness, see invisible creatures and objects, automatically detect visual illusions and succeed on saving throws against them, and perceive the original form of a shapeshifter or a creature that is transformed by magic. Furthermore, the monster can see into the ethereal plane. And the monster is me, Jonathan the Magimaster. That was actually kind of funny. Okay. Oh my god, oh, this oh. is Pungents and Dragons. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> no, that's our yeah. next podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Season I think that two, Pungents and Dragons. I'm pretty sure that already said. Okay. Um, and you're going down the left passage, you said? Yes. Okay. You continue to slowly make your way down the passage. The The first thing that you hit are these stairs that look ancient. And they look like they're carved directly into the rock, unlike the, the patches of walls that you're seeing along the side. Within about 50 to 60 feet, you can see that this is a passageway leading down and then it hits like a landing and... Uh, you can just barely see the landing itself is like a small room that the floor actually has some mortared stone on. Once again, like either this used to be a structure or the bottom of this is hitting a structure. It's a it's not large. It's maybe 25, 30 feet in in radius. And there's another passageway leading off of that. And as much as your dark vision can see, and the true sight especially, true sight, you said 120 feet? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the true sight, you can see that this seems to be a, a pattern that is going to repeat itself a couple of times. There's a landing of a room that has this mortared stone on it. There are some rough stairs leading down about 30, 40 feet. Another landing, another stairway, and that continues for a while. Everybody roll perception checks. That's not the right. Okay. And let me know if anyone rolls over, rolls an 18 or over. Ooh. Carlton did. Travancore did. Bernie did. Uh, neither Jonathan the Matchmuscular nor Buxton. Okay, so we've got a, a Carlton, a Travancore, and a Bernie uh, got the 18 or over. Okay. You hit this landing, you continue forward as you're going down the next set of stairs. All of you can hear echoing off the walls the harsh breathing of something up ahead and it's very <laughs> um what the hell is that it happens a couple times then it stops and then you hear it again <laughs> um what no thank you no thank you we should probably if someone can sneak ahead and get a look at what that is 
Those are sneakiest. Travancore's are sneakiest. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm Travancore. Uh, uh, yep. I'm assuming all this is happening in the Rory's te- yeah. telepathic bond. Yeah, we're okay. we're doing telbond. I paid my telbond bill last week. Sure. Okay. Telbond. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll move on ahead to see uh, to see what's going on in as stealthy as fashion as I can. Okay. Give me a stealth check. You got it. Thirty-four. Jeez. Okay. Holy shit. Travancore disappears into the darkness and all of you lose sight of him, even Jonathan, because true sight doesn't preclude people who are super sneaky. I think an annoying song to them so they know I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> and Bert, we obviously clearly thinking Bert's like, where the hell are you? Young and proud, young and proud, we are dancing on the same side of... That's enough. All right. <laughs> All right, you continue down one of these stairwells by yourself, uh, very slowly padding down the the stone. You can hear, as you get closer to this next landing, very clearly this hitched breath. And as the, the stairway curves just a little bit to the right as it hits this landing, and you peek around to see into this space... This seems to have a little bit more structure to it. There there do seem to be some stone walls and some bits and pieces of, of what look like what used to be a room. Uh, a lot of it has fallen in and there's rubble all over the floor. What's also all over the floor are bodies. You see three goblinoid figures lying in pools of blood two of them look like half of their head has been torn open and is missing from the back of their skull you see streaks of blood on the ground leading down to the next stairwell that you can just barely see in your dark vision and to your right a third one of these goblins torn open Face and head also streaked with blood, but not yet completely destroyed as it (gasps) (gasps) and kind of looks into the middle distance with glassy eyes. I relay all of this to uh, to the party. And I I do speak goblin, actually. You do. You're the only one in the party that does. Travancore, be careful. Jonathan, the magic muscular smells a trap. Hmm. They know we're down here. They know we're do-gooders. Yeah. All right. I uh, can't. And Bernie's gonna say, "I can't." I know. I I'm can't, just. I can't heal. I, if you want me to heal you later, I can't I, help I'm just him. saying that this is. They are counting on us being better. Maybe we don't be better this time. What if better is? putting him out of his misery i'd say we leave him alone i we, yeah don't we, touch if, we, him. if we're successful we can try and come back for him well i'm saying an arrow has distance and that'll make it a quick death that may be what sets off whatever they have planned if we if we show him mercy that could do it if we show him mercy that could do it do you think we should just go up there and you can see if what it is i think we just we just sneak by i hate I hate it. I don't want to leave this that that poor goblin there. But we, a lot of goblins are counting on us up there. That's true. This is this is a sick calculus, and I don't like doing it. Is this the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few? I don't like this math. All right, I don't like it at all. But we gotta, Bay, forgive us. We gotta do it. We gotta go. All right. 
Um, I'm not going to come any closer to it. Um, but I'm guessing that am I far away enough that they're no longer impacted by my uh, pass without trace? I'll say you're right on the very edge that you would know because it's 30 feet, right? Yeah. yeah. So basically, they're at the top of this stairwell and you're at the very bottom. This goblin is on your left about 15, 20 feet away against the left wall. Uh, if you were to go straight ahead, you would have to pass it, but you wouldn't be within... You could be outside about 15, 20 feet of it because of this room. Actually, no, it'd be more than that. It'd be like 25, 30 feet. Uh, you would then go over the bodies of the other ones, but you could go around this seemingly still alive goblin. Yeah, onward. I guess I'm going to try and avoid him and proceed forward without attracting the attention of the one who's dying. I think you're waiting for us, right? Because if you proceed forward, we lose pass without yeah, a well, chase. Wait, I'm not... Uh, yeah, I, right. Right, right. I'm waiting for you guys to catch up. Then I'll, then we'll keep going. Let's, let's go. Right, we continue. Okay. Give me stealth checks as you come through this room. Are we still close enough to pass without tracer? No. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my. That's not much better, but. Holy crap. Oh, wow. Holy <laughs> mackerel. Holy shit. Okay, on that horrible note, I really have to pee, and so. Okay. Let's Do pee it... out all of our failure. Oh, God. Oh, you God. go pee, we'll take it. Oh, Episode take title a... Pee Out Your Failure. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game available on Steam, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, Dice Camera Action, C-Team, Force Grey, and even more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. And speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest for the Steam version of the game to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on May 5th, 2019 at 8pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up the game, go to the shop, type in this code. J-A-F-A-E-K-E-S-Y-I-P S-M-O-G-S. So use that code and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. All right, so let's pick up where we left off, which is, I need stealth checks from everybody. Carlton, since you're up front, what'd you get? Uh, with the Pass Without Trace, that becomes a 29. So in 19 originally, and then passed without trace. And Travancore and Shadow? Hold on. 6 plus 12. This is 12. I would have rolled Shadows first. I mean, but then Travancore would have been there before. I'm so very confused. Oh, yeah. They're right. You're right. 32 for Travancore. Sorry. And 18 for Shadow. 
I figured okay. out because I rolled like I was confused. Yeah, that's fine. Jonathan and Bucks. Bucks gets a mighty thirty-one, uh, so he flies on whispery wings. <laughs> Jonathan the match muscular gets an eighteen. And I love you so much, Bernie and Coco Snoot. What'd you two get? Well, Bernie got a natural one on that roll, and so did Coco Snoot, actually. <laughs> oh, and dear. I guess with Pass Without Trace, that's 11, but I guess we're saying, is it still, it's just a fail, right? We just fucking failed. Well, no, no. Not skills, you don't, you don't fail, you just don't do very well. We didn't do, we got an 11 and a 13, and a, you know, 13, 14, respectively. And it's possible, it kind of depends on what the DM wants to do, but sometimes these are group checks. So even though one person did badly, it doesn't, like, kill the whole thing. It depends on the DM. Well, let's let's find out what the DM likes to do and let let her decide. Yeah, let's let's find that out. So here's what I'm going to ask, as I normally do when you roll a natural one on any check or attack or anything. Uh, And I'm not going to ask you how do you completely fail, but I do want to say Bernie and Coco Snoot, why are you having trouble being quiet in this room? Uh, Bernie doesn't like the idea of, especially given her experience, bringing somebody back from the dead was a lot closer, I think, to everything than ever. Like, we have killed people before. The burden, The burden of undoing that is so much. And I think she doesn't like the idea of having to to make the choice and i think she's feels like angry that the idea that somebody would view compassion as a weakness to be that could easily be taken advantage of and made into a trap i think she's mad about that and so she's like really mad and she's like talking it through in her head and like trying to talk herself down and i think instead of like keeping it in her brain and like keeping it off the call because we're not connected we're we're we get to choose what we share right right yeah and so she actually ends up whispering out loud in an effort not to put it on the call compassion is not a weakness (laughs) so she just makes noise she just makes unfortunate noise and the dog is okay you begin to sneak as as a group through this room the raspy sound of this goblin breathing is really the only thing and it's it's loud enough that it's almost echoing off the walls even bernie as you whisper this under your breath it is so sotto voce that it doesn't really get out very much but when you say that the voice from the goblin then stops hitching in breath and you hear it say (laughs) bernie skewper May we parlay. Oh, shit. What could you possibly have to say to me that I would be interested in hearing? Are you interested in us leaving? Bernie's like throwing her brain back on the call and she's like, I don't know, we're interested in them dying, right? Are we interested in them leaving or are we interested in them dying? And I will say, you can all hear this. It is speaking in common. In the call, Jonathan the Magimuscular says, I am, these things prey on intellect and they destroy great minds. I want to see them dead. Well, do, shall we put it to a vote? We should at least hear them out. Maybe we could, I mean, we have one of the greatest minds on the call. 
Maybe hearing them out is how they get us. Well, there was that. Yeah. I don't think this is a Baphomet kind of situation. Bahamut. Right. Bahamut. Who's Baphomet? The the worst the devil or demon. Well, yes. why has everybody gotta have B names? I can't keep Bay. track of all these rules. No, there are two <laughs> B names that matter in this universe, and the rest of them I have no responsibility to keep track of. Hey, what what about Bonneth and the Badger Muscular? And what about Bucks? What about Bucks? Three. There are three. <laughs> oh my God. We are literally beset by mind flares that I've been calling beholders in my head. But whatever. And we're sitting... What What? What if my name began with a B, Bernie? Would you love me enough to remember it? No. The answer's no. And Bernie's just gonna go and turn and be like... The dis- I'm actually not interested. Well, there's one way you can leave, and that's by death's door. We would like... To hire you, heralds of greenness. Oh my fucking god! Everybody wants that. You want us to go up and kill the goblins? That's gonna be what we call in this business a conflict of interest. What? What could you want to hire us to do? What? What? There's the little dragons. There's that weird pet you guys have. You you wanted we us to walk him twice a day. What? <laughs> what? What is it? What is everybody? What are you? Got? Oh my god! Bernie's just having a fucking fit. The the mind flayers so have I never may have put s- our information on thumbtack. <laughs> that's where everybody's getting their information. We have no interest in the goblins. They are annoyances. We have no this interest is an in you. You live to short lives, but. The Abashi are our prize. Who? Those that you call tiny dragons. Oh my god. It's, it's, I, god, I fucking knew it. I fucking, and you want a little tiny dragon, and the little tiny dragon is gonna be like, yo, I'll pay you if you just do this. And it's just gonna be. A million, it's gonna be just, it's turtles. It's turtles all the way down, except those turtles are, well, they look like you right now. Can I, with being smarter than your average barbarian, is there any type of check I can do to recognize what type of creature an abashi is? Tiny dragons, I don't know. Well, I've never heard of them called as abashi. Yeah, and while these- I mean, yeah. I, I mean- We've all heard them. Yeah, and while- I would like to know what Jonathan the Magic Muscular sees- and while we're getting that, like, Travancore wants to incite these, these mind flayer voices. Okay. Let's, let's do a bunch of this all at once. Jonathan just sees a goblin. A almost dead goblin. He sees the same thing all of you do. There's, there is nothing in the room that's invisible. There's nothing hidden. Nothing like that. Carlton, checks. make me a suggestion on why you would know anything about dragons and or fiends. So... Why would I know Carlton? Yeah. Well, Carlton has definitely, you know, he's not your dumbest cup of tea. He does have some intelligence. And we have been dealing with dragons. And we and there are a few episodes where I do go to a library to read up on things. A library? A library. <laughs> I'm not the smartest barbarian. I'm just not the dumbest. And 
I will add that Travancore does talk to everybody. And Travancore talks a lot. So I'm sure stuff about dragons and fiends may have come out. But we did research when uh, dealing with the cult of the dragon back in Greenest. I'll let you make a history check. But it's going to be a disadvantage because... I was, gonna, I was thinking that, in my head, fair. disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can't oh. get any more disadvantage than a one. Oh. oh, dear. Oh, my. Oh, man. Carlton, you're, why do you fail miserably to come up with any here's, information? Here's what it was. is When we were in Greenest and I was in researching about the dragons, there was a chapter that said Abashi. And I'm like, no, I'm looking for dragons. And I skipped over that entire chapter. <laughs> in I'm the sorry. book that said Encyclopedia of Dragons A to Z. Yeah, exactly. I just skipped over because I'm like, oh, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for dragons. Yeah. D. Blue. <laughs> so I remember seeing Abashi, it's, but so not just, anything about it. Just so you know, it's, I, I might have mispronounced this. It's Abishai is what it Abishai. actually is. Abishai. Yeah, I need to. Is it an A-E or an I at the end? Abishai. It is A-B-I-S-H-A-I. Abishai. I need to make sure I get that correct. Because Travancore, for various and sundry reasons, go ahead and roll a history check with advantage. History. All right. That's my favorite subject. Yeah, I'm going to say it's history unless you can come up with a different skill check for what this might be. You said with advantage? Yeah. Sweet. Well, I rolled a 15. Okay. That's not too shabby. So... The dragon part of you remembers that the the part of you that studied dragons is your favorite enemy remembers that Tiamat is currently ensconced in the nine hells and that you remember hearing that she has themes under her employ that she uses. You don't remember too much, but Abishai hits that. Oh yeah, I think that was the name of the the creatures that served Tiamat in the Nine Hells as fiends. So dragon devils. So brain conference, um, guys, and and we and uh, mu- muscle man over there can weigh in. I don't like the idea of a mind flayer with one of the things, the scary things. No, because I'll that- make it worse. They'll they'll take if they get their hands on something like that they'll they'll do what they did to the Balhanath, make it more twisted. That's that's a weapon I wouldn't want them to have. So do we get rid of the wielders or do we get rid of the weapon? I think we get rid of the wielders. Same. And then go get rid of the weapon. Who? I mean, come on. Oh, oh. But what Travancore? Travancore. I'm assuming he told us that what these yeah, are. Yeah. When I realize what they are i i put it in the tail bond and we did tell the goblins that we would do this but we were also told that these now dragon devils are headed to jonathan's home well we can kill them both yeah one thing at a time travancore you think that abishai knows something about what happened to your family thought had occurred to me i don't know for sure oh so 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 death, right? That's what death is what we're offering them today, not cake. Well, I was saying we tell them to leave and then we'll go do the go back to once they came and then we'll go take care of the Abishai. I we we can't leave them standing. I don't know, that's not they want them we they want them as pets. They it's not like they I don't think they want us. Can we and then Bernie's going to look over. Did, did I misinterpret? Did they want us to capture the Abishai or kill the Abishai? Um, Weezer, 
And she turns and speaks <laughs> in. Uh, are you looking for, like, death? Or are you looking for capture? We are interested in devouring their brains. So, your job would be capture, while our prize would be feast. Okay. Uh, God damn it, Tony. Okay, 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 okay. Once we have the Abishai we came for... There would be no reason to stay. This is not a place we want to house ourselves. You know, this is not something I ever thought we'd agree upon, but here we are, standing here on common ground. <laughs> Quick, it's a question. One last question. Okay, this is just, I'm not calling you lazy. But I am. I, I'm going to present you with a mind-blowing option. You do not have to deal with the goblins in order to get the Abishai. You do have sneaky sneak powers. You know you could just sneak through and get yourself some Abishai. But why not hire capable, intelligent creatures such as yourselves? Now, do I just have to bring you their brains, or do I have to bring them to you living? Because that's a lot easier to just bring you their brains. And then the telepathic bond is like, hold on a second. We require them alive. Because that's really hard. But I will see what I can... Is, it a, can... is there an option for dead? No. What if we kill them... Wasting time. Jonathan, the Magimuscular strides forward. So wait, wait. Um... Or towards the the goblin? No, towards Jonathan the Magimuscular is taking is using everything he has not to uh, scorching ray the uh, the poor goblin, and he's just like, no, we're wasting time. Oh, I'm very sorry. Um, would you be interested instead in some cake? No. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's fine. We're actually out of cake today anyway, so I think it is... Where are the Abishai? It is death. It is death. We're going with death. Right, but they can at least give us information before we kill them. No, let's... We don't... No, we can't trust anything they tell us. They they want us for their own means. Let's let's simplify things. I was going to say, I don't know if there's any way Travancore could tell if they're trying to seep into his brain as they're talking or if he feels any differently than he did when he... First out of the room, just to sort of... They clearly know stuff about us. Well, right, but I want to do a check anyway, if that's okay. It's okay, I just need to figure out what that check is. <laughs> I was like, Carlton would know, he's definitely felt the creep of somebody else in his brain many a times. Yeah, I feel like Carlton would be like, are you experiencing these symptoms and Please signs consult your cleric of brain today. invasion? I will say, because you have all come prepared and cognizant of some of the, the dangers, that at this very moment, you... Do not feel any intrusion into any of your minds. And all of this conversation has been verbal conversation. And nothing has ever responded to any of you when you've been talking through the Rary's telepathic bond. Jonathan strides forward to the top of the stairs leading down to the next uh, landing as this goblin speaks the answer that Carlton asked about. And you hear it say... Down the tunnel, 
that Sekeret was carving in his old age. The Abishai live there, scheme there, hope to call a son to replace the long-dead Ancient One. Oh, no. Okay, good to know. We want them. With them gone, we will leave. And the sun will have no reason to return. Now, when I was saying about dead or alive, can we bring them to you dead and then make them alive? Oh my god. This is wasting time. Bernie's gonna, gonna kind of like tell Travancore she's gonna be like, Travancore, go after him. Yeah. Go after him. Go after him. Alright, I'm gonna fire an arrow at the goblin. No! What do you say? What do you mean, what do you mean by go after him then? Like, what's go after him? Go after, go after Jonathan. He's walking away and he is squishy. Jonathan, how far are you going? Uh, I'm going to go to the 30 feet and I'm going to stop and I'm going to look over my shoulder. Coming? And then when I see him stop and like look like, come on, be like, and. You see Jonathan the Magimuscular, his hands are almost a light. Like you can see very soft blue glows from his hands and eyes. I think it's time to go. I think this is death. You chose death, right? Good. Okay, bye. And she's going to, Bernie's going to turn and follow and grab a. Uh... Carlton by the pants and pull him. Yeah, Travancore will follow. And you hear Jonathan the Magic Muscular sort of angrily, like, kind of growl. I guess we have to kill everything down here. All right, bye, Tony. We'll see you later. As you all turn and head away in in anger, you hear the the body of the goblin. <gasps> and then you hear this horrible crunching noise. And by the time you turn around, the back of this goblin's head has been destroyed in the same way that you've noticed the other two goblins. And before you, almost a dog-sized creature is standing there, four legs uh, looking more like paws, reaching into a giant brain that is pulsing as it seems to regard you. And then it scampers in the other direction. And we'll pause there. Fuck us. And the next time we get together, you dive deeper into the lair of some mind flayers who seem to know you're coming. But let me give you some experience first. Is everybody okay? We're going into Horrorville here a little bit. This this is going to get creepy. John's muscular is not happy. He is pissed. Okay, how is Jonathan Serna? How is Jules? Jonathan Serna is fine. Yeah, Jonathan okay. the Magic Muscular. Thumbs up's okay. Good. Good. Yeah, okay. Thumbs up is I'm yeah, fine. I'm okay. Jonathan the Magic Muscular is okay. Fine. He's All determined right. to blast some fuckers. That's fine. I'm just, you know, as we get into this territory, I'm going to check in a little more often than I normally do because this is not as much happy times fun. Anyway, I will give you some experience for uh, a good talk with a couple goblins and a drow to get some information and for Rary's telepathic bond 
And for, I, I know it was brought on by the amazing moment and where Bernie and Coco Snoop both rolled a natural one, but I thought that the, the role play of that moment was, was really, really well done. So I'm going to give you a, spot a total of 5,200 experience to split between the four of you. And the next time we get together, you will dive deeper into the layer of some mind players. Oh, wait, Jonathan, did, did you take your shot yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did the shot. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.